space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of Starship Enterprise. It's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life, a new civilization, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Greetings, salutations, and welcome to Retrek. I'm Captain Jim, and with me, of course, is Admiral Elliot. Hi there. And we're back to talk about a bit more Star Trek Voyager. We've got Notorious Episode 2 Vix, which I've been looking forward to, and then Die Hard Knockoff Macrocosm. So, bit of a bit of a contrast between the two episodes, but... Um, uh, quite a big contrast between the two episodes. Yeah, they're both going to be fun to talk about, though. But um, before we get on to that, we've got quite a bit of Trek news this month, this week rather. So, Elliot, what have you what what have you been reading Trek news wise? Well, we've got all three shows are now uh, filming. Yep, which, which is good. Um, Waiting for the set. We don't know when from... it. Strange new world. We don't know when any. We don't know when any of them are gonna actually be shown, but it's suspected they'll probably be because they've said they want to show do one show every quarter. Yeah. So we'll probably have I think we'll have Prodigy first, Mm -hmm. and I think that'll coincide with the launch of Paramount Plus. Yeah, that'd be good. Then I think we'll. Then I think we're probably looking at uh, season two of Lower Decks. Yeah. And then season four of Discovery, and then moving into 2022 with Strange New Worlds and Picard. I'd go with you on that. I think that's I think that's a safe bet. Yeah, and yeah. Um, we've also heard that um, the Section 31 show um, won't go into production until one of the other live shows finishes. All right, I'd not caught that one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. So, so. Maybe that'll be after Picard then, because they've always said Picard's going to be a limited run rather than an ongoing thing. Yeah, yeah. They they said at the start it'd be three seasons, didn't they? Yeah, for Picard. So that's a chance. Or it could, or they could be looking at Discovery. Because in other news, we have um, I can't remember her first name. Vasquez is. been, uh, he's writing a script for a new movie. Yeah, I saw that. And it's um, it's a bad robot production, so J.J. Abrams is on board with it. Presumably he's still got yeah. some sort of produ- producing deal with the Star Trek films. Um, um, but... Well, Paramount haven't greenlit the movie yet, so mm. I'm not sure about that. It's like, just because... Everyone, is, everyone heard that. It's bad robot producing and everyone's... Oh, we're getting another Kelvin timeline movie. Yeah, I don't because think it will Because of Bad Robot. I don't, I, I, think, I, I, I don't think it will be. No, I don't. I think he's probably got some... You know, cause you get all these ironclad contracts in Hollywood, so there's probably an option on his contract or on Bad Robot's contract that says if we make another Star Trek film, your production company gets first refusal. So... Yeah, I imagine that's why he's still linked to it. But I think since Viacom and Paramount and everything linked back up, I think that means we can do prime timeline films. And I think that the fact that they're yeah. hiring a Discovery writer strongly implies that's yeah. what we're going to do. Yeah. So I wonder if I wonder if we might get Discovery up to season five, maybe, yeah, and then into a movie. Yeah, that one surprised me too much, and that'd be pretty cool. Actually, I'd be up for a Discovery movie. But... Yeah, uh, they also there's rumours that they might not actually go to cinema. That the movies could be made for Paramount uh, Plus. They could be. I mean, this is a uh, particularly this year. This is quite a big thing. Is making films for the home consumer, and obviously Disney's got an enormous amount of content. Um, I think it's Warner Brothers who've committed their their whole release slate for 2021 is going to go straight on to um, their streaming service. I think it's yeah. it Peacock. I can't remember. There's too many of them now. Um, but that's Yeah, all... I, think that, I think Warner Brothers is tied with Peacock, aren't they? So that's all going to go day and day. And they've said, you know, we don't care if cinemas reopen, we're still going to do it. 
So that's an interesting one. So yeah, it wouldn't surprise me too much if we do get made-for CBS All Access shows. Another yeah. one I heard, movie-wise, apparently uh, Nicholas Meyer, obviously who directed Star Trek Two, Star Trek Six. Apparently he's pitched an idea to Paramount for another movie. No idea. Uh, right. No other details on it, but apparently he's done that. And I know he was involved in the early days um, of Discovery and things like that, so that that could be a really yeah. interesting Well, he, he pitched the Seti, Al- Seti Alpha story, yeah, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To look at Khan, but if they're not making any, going to have any more live shows going to production. So... They obviously looking at three live shows at a time maximum. Yeah, and I think that's, animated. I think that's reasonable. Five shows running at the same time. I think's. Well, yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, even during the pandemic, we've had a lot of Star Trek content yeah. still. Fifty odd episodes of Star Trek a year. Or, you know, we'll we'll take yeah. that. That's one a week for us, so that, that means we won't be doing any more of yeah. these Voyager episodes once they start cranking them out like that. So oh, I'm sure I'm sure we can find you we'll some more. We'll fix some in here <laughs> somewhere. And there. So yeah, let's move on to Voyager then. So first up um, There are other things. Oh go on, sorry, I thought we'd done. Go on, on you. <laughs> no, um, we've also had uh, Jonathan Frakes has been tweeting a picture oh, yeah. since uh, Picard went into production. We know he's reprising his role in the new yeah, season yeah. of Picard. And he's uh, tweeted a picture out with uh, him and uh, John DeLacy and... Oh, I can't remember his real name, Geordie. Has he? Ah, see, yeah. I, I saw the He's not said anything, but... I didn't realise it not, was... He's not put anything down with it. He's just tweeted the picture out as soon as Picard started filming. Right, so that's obviously <laughs> going to send everyone into a, a tiz. Yeah, I, I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. If you and Jordy are coming back, I'm up for that, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, we'll definitely take that one. Brilliant. Uh, and obviously, another one that, the other one that we haven't mentioned is we got a um, screenshot of Prodigy. Yes, we did. We so, did. Uh, showing us the cast and... Strangely, no Janeway in the photo. No, no, they're obviously holding back on that one. Yeah. Unless something's happened to but Janeway. We don't, <laughs> but we don't know anything else about we it don't, yet. No, I mean, there's a, it, I, I don't mind the animation style. Obviously, it looks like a kid's show, but that's fine. It is a kid's show. It's made, it's made as a kid's show. Yeah. I am still going to watch it because oh, it's Star Trek. Absolutely. But, yeah, the, none of the species look like ones we're familiar with. Some people have said yeah. maybe the one in the middle is the same species as Jailer from Star Trek Beyond. Yeah. Possibly. I think it's going to be one of those um, that... One of them... Un- unless we get somewhere else released to look at, yeah, we're not going exactly. to know till the show actually but starts. One of them looks a little bit pig-like, so maybe that's a new sort of stylized take on a Tellarite, possibly. Yeah, but it could just as easily not be. Uh, one's a big guy made out of rock, which I really like because in the New Frontier books, the chief of security is, I think they're called a Brickar or something, and he's basically Bricky or not? Yeah, uh, he's basically the thing out of Fantastic Four. Um, so I'd really <laughs> like it if they made his species canon, but um, but yeah, we'll find out. So yeah, so that is that all the news then? Have I missed some more? I think that's all the news that we've got at the moment. Awesome. We've probably missed something, but <laughs> probably there's something going on all the time. So let's move on then to our friend Tuvix. And um, for those of you watching yes. li- the live stream, there he is. So Tuvix then, it is a controversial episode. We'll get into it. Let's start then at the beginning. So Tuvok and Neelix are out collecting flower samples. Now, I think what they're doing at the start of this episode, because we're going to merge them both together, is they're really playing up the characteristics like Neelix is being really annoying and Tuvok's being really moody at the start of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> and like... Neelix starts singing a funeral dirge. He's like, oh, I'll sing you a song, Mr. Vulcan. Yeah. Uh, well, that, that, yeah. that's, that's a funeral song I don't want to hear it I'm going to do it anyway 
You know, it's I'm gonna, yeah, but it's the most cheerful thing I could find in in the Vulcan database. Yeah. Which is fair play, but it's a little bit insensitive seeing it anyway, you know. Yeah. But that's what I mean. It's like this is Neelix turned up to 11 at the start. But anyway, <laughs> they beam him up then and there's transporter issues and this is where we first meet Tuvix. First of all, just the look of Tuvix... I think he looks better than Neelix. The makeup, I think it's a bit more severe. Yeah, they've I, not gone I, as mad with it. Uh, they've, they've done a really good job of makeup here to sort of get both yeah. both looks into it. Definitely. And, and and another thing that we find out uh, for sure on this, and I was very surprised, is that the uniforms are organic. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. That's uh, I, li- I do like it because it's a cool visual. But yeah, I don't, I don't really see. I suppose maybe they came from cows if they made a wool. I don't. I, well, I got the impression that they Not were cows. sort of. What am I talking about? Wool printed up in cows. the replicator when they needed a new uniform. You'd have thought that, yeah. I just want to put out there that I know that wool comes from sheep, not cows. I apologise. I just <laughs> maybe in the future. Yeah, you're thinking leather. I'm thinking. I'm thinking of them Highland cows, obviously that you get in Scotland. Um, yeah, so, yeah, okay, the the uniform thing don't work, but it does look cool. I like it. It, it. does look cool. It, and it's a clever little visual yeah. that they've done. And he stays, in, he stays in it for quite a while at the start of the episode, so I do like it. And the reason this has happened, then, is because it's not just them two that's merged it with the plants as well. So it's something to yeah. do with the plants is what's enabled this to, to happen. And then we get to know Tuvix and we quickly find out he's got both of them's memories, but he is a separate individual. It's they they do talk about He has his own person he has his own personality, doesn't he? Yeah. And I mean it it gets into this thing, doesn't it? And you know, we we've talked about this like with Picard getting put in a, a robot body and everything. Um so uh, is a person just the sum of their memories? And if that's true, then he is Neelix and Tuvok. Or is there something separate, you know, whether you want to call it a soul or Catra, if you're Vulcan, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, like... Is there something else that means he's not Neelix and Tuvok, he's somebody else, he's somebody new? And that's... It's it's really hard... It, like, it's really hard to sort of say here. It's, mm. It describes himself as having his own separate consciousness. Yeah. So that would imply but, that he's not them two. But everything he does shows that it's the two people. He does security and he does cooking. Yeah, but, but I mean, that arguably comes from his memories. Like, you know, you're a chef, so if I got your memories, I'd be a better cook, probably. But I wouldn't necessarily right, yeah. be you. But maybe I would. I don't know. It's all, you know, this is the, <laughs> yeah, the big question, but isn't he it? He does nothing to sort of... Oh, yeah, I remember these things about them both. Like, he's still in love with Kess. Yes, he is, yeah. And he's still in love with uh, Tuvok's wife. I can't remember Tuvok's her name. Wife. Yeah, but see, that's weird, isn't it? Because he says, oh, well, obviously I still love Tuvok's wife. But you're chasing after Kess, so you're obviously all right to put that aside. Yeah. And justify it. And maybe it's like, well, Tuvok's wife's not here, but Kess is, so I need to get busy. I don't... Yeah, I yeah, don't know. It's... Just on a performance level, and I forget the actor's name who plays um, Tuvix, but I think that was a good idea. Rather than getting one of the actors to kind of impersonate the other just to get a totally new actor, I think was yeah. the right choice. Um, and, like, the way he does his voice, it sort of fluctuates between the two. Like, you get this really hyper-crazy Neelix sometimes, and then he switches to, like, the calm, logic... Tuvok. Yeah, it's, it's a really, really clever performance. And he does say, like, I'm neither of them. But then he calls Kez Sweetie, like, that comes in, you know, yeah. so he's instinctually acting the way he's instinctually acting like. He does it a couple of times where he acts like one or the other. Yeah, exactly. That you just think that 
it's almost like, yeah, the two people are trapped trapped inside him. Yeah. They're not fighting to get out, but they're definitely both in there. Yeah. And, and you know, other than sort of on an emotional level, he does it on a, like a practical level at one point. Like he decides, I'm going to work at tactical because my time's better spent at tactical. You need a tactical officer more than you need a chef kind of thing. Yeah. So he... I suppose that's the the Tuvok side of him coming out. Like, this is the logical choice. It's better for me to do this than to do that. But is that kind of suppressing a bit of Neelix, you know? And No, because uh, you still have Neelix goes down to the galley and starts cooking and stuff. True, and, yeah. Like, did you notice here? They're trying to cook eggs and no one can cook eggs. Is this something wrong with Starfleet? <laughs> that no one in Starfleet can cook an egg. We've seen Jonathan Frakes as Riker can't cook a bloody omelette. Yeah. And now we've got the entire Voyager crew can't cook an egg between them. Yeah, maybe it's just difficult, you know. Eggs, I mean, what? eggs can be tricky depending on what you do with them. I think, right, a, <laughs> a poached egg can be tricky. To get a poached egg right, I mean, obviously you're not going to okay. say so because you, you're going to... Okay, stuff, a poached but... egg can be tricky, but... A fried egg. A fried egg's an fine. An omelette. Some, scra- some scrambled egg. A boiled egg. <laughs> yeah, I can do them. It's just the poached ones sometimes I don't get the timing right. And I don't like them little things that you can buy for your pan that they put them in. Like, I don't... I'm not down with them. It's If you're going to do a poached egg, get your pan and do it properly. But anyway. Uh, I'll give you a handy boiled egg cooking tip for when you can go back to work. There you go. If you fancy if you fancy boiled eggs for your supper, yeah. put a couple of eggs in your kettle when you make your morning cuppa, <laughs> and then when you come home from work, take them out and they'll be uh, boiled perfectly. Okay, interesting. Because yeah. that temperature they get to, and then the cooling down of the water through the day as it cools down, cooks them just perfect. I don't really want my tea tasting like eggs for weeks after. Maybe it I'll... doesn't cost you in the shell. Oh, of course they are. Sorry, I was thinking of poached eggs again. But you're right, yeah. Still, I'm not sure Chloe would be happy with me putting <laughs> eggs in kettle, even if I say they're in shell. Anyway. Yeah, but so, there's definitely something missing at Starfleet Academy. They need a course on eggs. They do. Absolutely, they do. Um, so I like the doctor's reaction to all of this, which is he goes, yeah, okay, you've got the best bits of both of them, but you've got the worst bits as well. You know, you're getting on my nerves. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I like that the Doctor's always the one who brings a bit of sense to it all. And Janeway, understandably, don't want to assign him to the bridge. That makes sense at this stage. It's a bit of an unknown quantity, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, it's sort of like, what is he? What is he? Should he be here? Yeah. Because she doesn't assign Neil. Because, like, what are we? We're on two years in here. Yeah. And she hasn't assigned Neelix to the bridge. No, He's still stuck weird. in the galley. And that's the thing, it's like, if he is a totally new life form, then he's not been through Starfleet Academy, he's certainly not the rank of Lieutenant Commander, and yeah. he's not qualified to be the the head of security, surely. Well, that's it, that's it, because he takes on his rank, doesn't he, as well? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He takes on Tuvok's, Tuvok's rank, so you're saying that you t- he's sort of saying he's a totally unique individual... And yet, he's taking on all these parts of the other yeah, one. The tr- he's, he's essentially taking his life. Yeah, they're treating him as though he is both of them. Yeah, but, but Tuvix is doing this to himself as yeah, well. Yeah, no, exactly, yeah. He's he's acting like he should have everything that the other two had. But yeah, but yeah it's, it is interesting. It's a really good episode, is this? And he asks Kez out, and she does seem a little bit sort of charmed by him at first when, when he's making the food in the galley and everything. She seems to be... Now, I, I, I think uh, Kez is a bit of a flirt. If you look at all of, all of uh, staff, all of them who fancy her over time in this. Yeah. I think, I think Kez is a bit of a flirt, actually. I think she uh, she is as well She here. likes the attention. With, with Tuvix, I do think she... Not leads him on, but... She's maybe a bit too familiar with him. I think she lets the Neelix side of him think that everything's going to be okay. 
yeah. a bit longer than maybe she should do. But um, I like, though, the contrast again between the two characters, uh, you know, the two characters within the one character, because it's like the two Vox side of him starts reorganising the galley. You know, it's like, why yeah. is everything not in a logical order and I've improved the recipes and all of this stuff. So it, it, it's really well done, like all the little bits that of how the characters might contrast and everything. And then, here we go, Chakotay's saying of the week, he says, the whole is never greater than the sums of its parts. I'm not now, sure. I've heard that... I've heard that previously. I've heard it both so, ways. Like, you can also say it's greater than the sum of its parts as well. But, yeah. But, you know, I like that we get a Chakotay quote about it. I'm surprised they don't have a little story, but... It, it should have a story about this. Like the, the, time, the time that um, the ancient warrior merged with his spirit guide. Yeah, that's yeah, that would have been brilliant. And then... They you see, they messed, up, they messed up here. They missed a golden opportunity for he could have a done spirit it. guide story. Absolutely, he could have done, but there we go. Uh, so just the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. But it, it kind of does show that it can be greater because Tuvix solves a problem that they say, well, Tuvok could have took longer to do that because he, he, plays, a bit of, he plays a hunch, he plays a bit of intuition. So yeah. rather than doing everything logically, he, he thinks, all oh, right, yeah, we'll go that direction. So I like that. I think that's uh, that's an interesting thing, and it kind of shows Chakotay's quotes not necessarily right. Then we get the Doctor and Harry, and they try and separate out the orchids, but it doesn't work. So this is where the idea first comes up of, well, it might be two Vicks forever, like, they've pretty much been treating it as, well, it's a transporter accident, we're going to fix it, it's just temporary, but this raises the issue of, well, it might not be. And the doctor talks about, I feel like I've lost two patients, which, yeah, it kind of has. Yeah. Yeah, it's a... Has he lost two patients because he's still got two of it? So this is where it's yeah. got really difficult, is it? I mean, we'll get onto it when we get to the end, but I, I know how I perceive the events and everything, but, um, yeah. So, after this, then, Tuvix is sort of starting to get on with the crew, and, you know, people seem to like him quite a bit. He's he's playing pool on the, the holodeck and everything. Yeah, he's it's, it's turned into a bit of a pool hustler. Yeah? Because, obviously, like... Tuvok could obviously be really good at, at pool because they're good at maths of Vulcan, so he can work out angles. Yeah, exactly. And then mix with ne Neelix, he becomes a hustler. Yeah, because Neelix has got the... He's got reason to do that, whereas Tuvok wouldn't have a reason to yeah. exploit his, his ability to play pool, whereas there is an element of that to Neelix. And I suppose... Would a Vulcan enjoy playing pool? I mean, maybe maybe they'd enjoy it, like you say, with the angles and stuff. It'd almost be like doing yeah. a puzzle to them. I, I think I think Vulcans would enjoy snooker more. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot more tactics than in it'd pool. Be, it, yeah. It'd be a case There's of... a lot more skill needed to play snooker than oh, you God, play yeah. pool. Especially uh, if it, like, how they're playing American pool. Because it's like uh, bucket pockets. Oh yeah, the pockets are but and the the um, the cushions, the ball just runs right down them as soon as you you get yeah. into it. But yeah, for anyone in America who's listening, English pool tables uh, are nothing like America. Well, I mean, the you know, the shape is the same, but our pockets are much, much, much smaller. And the pockets and the cushions are based more on the snooker table. Yeah. Than so you can run a pool table. You can run a ball down a cushion, but you need a good angle, and you need to yeah. be really good with your cueing and everything. Whereas on an American table, you can pretty much whack it into it, and it'll it'll do it for you. Yeah, but which is why, like, I think probably why nine ball pools not as popular in England because it's you you just can't play that quickly on an English pool table. Yeah. Like the yeah. Anyway. So yeah, Tuvok or Tuvix rather B 
bit of a hustler and we're seeing him integrate with the crew and he does have this bit where he's a bit creepy with Kez, like, you know, saying he loves her and he still loves two Vox wives. Yeah, and... And, and like Kez says that she's finding it difficult and she, and she says if she lost either of them, she'd go to the other one for comfort yeah, and counsel. Yeah, that's good. And, but she hasn't got... She's lost both of them and she doesn't feel <laughs> like she could treat two Vicks the same way. Which, yeah, you can see that. He is effectively a different guy. Though, yeah. she does go and see him and she's saying that, you know, she's ready to be his friend and she thanks him for giving her space and maybe the friendship can grow. So she is not completely averse to it. Yeah. And then while all of this is going on, they've now developed the technique that they can separate them and this is where we get to the yeah, yeah the it's harry dilemma. it's harry kim in it who comes up with it using radiate irradiate it yeah they, they do give like a big explanation don't they and, yeah fine yeah fine. It, it's a ra- it. they're gonna irradiate the orchid cells in him yeah so they can separate them out it'll let them pluck a bit of it off but not the other bit and it, yeah fine, fine. it's okay uh, but then Tuvix says he don't want to die, which I think is fair play. I think yeah, that's reasonable. Um, but Janeway then goes, it's my, I will make the decision. Yeah. I- now that's a really interesting idea, isn't it? Like he questions whether it should be her decision. And I'm, yeah. I'm with him on this. I don't think in certain situations, a captain can order a member of their crew to die. You know, if it's, you've got to go repair that warp car or we're going into battle or something like that. Uh, um, we're about to be taken over. The escape hatches aren't working, but I'm self-destructing the ship anyway. Yeah, exactly. So there, there are certain circumstances where a captain can do that. But I don't think she can in this... Because th- this is my take on it. Basically, what? the chain of events are Neelix and Tuvok have a transporter accident, and they both die. In the same accident, a new life form, Tuvix, that has their memories, but is nonetheless a separate person, is created. And what Janeway is effectively saying is, I'm going to kill this new person to bring well, back what Janeway is, the old people. Like, <laughs> what Janeway is saying is that her two crew members are still there, because if they can reverse this and bring them back, they aren't dead. Yeah, but that that's true of anybody who's died, isn't it? If you could reverse the no, thing that's no, if there's them. if no, if there's this transporter accident that has merged the two of them into one, and they can reverse that transporter accident and bring them back to the two people. Yeah. So they're not dead, are they? But the there's no resuscitation. There's no resuscitation being done here. They're just separating them back out, so they're not they actually are, dead. But but they are dead because they're. So Janeway, Janeway is making a decision because she's treating it as she has two injured crew members who can't speak for themselves, so she's making a decision yeah, for them. I get that, but I think the fact that it's created a new life form and a new person means that they... Oh, she's as guilty as hell of murder. Yeah, I think they as individuals effectively I, 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 are dead. I can, I can argue why she did what she did. I can see where she's coming from. but uh, And I can see her reasoning. But no, she murdered him. Yeah, I think she's totally wrong. Uh, and he says it'll, but, be, it'll be an execution. And then, yeah. But then she says, well, aren't you killing Tuvok and Neelix by carrying on living? It's Well, no, he's... He's not. He didn't ask to be created through this accident. And that's like saying, right, you're killing someone because you you could donate all your internal organs now and that could probably save people who are dying. It'd kill you, but you're not killing somebody. Like, there's probably, you know, not to be horrible, but there's probably someone yeah. out there who needs a heart transplant right now who will die because there isn't one available. But I'm not murdering that person by not giving them my heart. You know, 
you can kind of yeah, see it like it, that. It, it's a really good Star Trek dilemma, is this? But I can see it. it, it I can I can see I can see the sides of it, and I think it comes it comes down to do you think Jane Wayne murdered Tuvix or not? I think she and, did. Yeah, she murdered. I think she murdered him. Yeah, regardless of what the outcome it, was, I I think she did. Yeah, regardless of the outcome and regardless of the reasoning that she put behind it, she murdered yeah. him. And even even t- like Tuvix has to be dragged from the bridge. Yeah, basically. which is awful. I mean, before that, but he's there. Get- and he said to them all, how, can't any of you see how wrong this is? Yeah, that's <laughs> shocking as well. Like, nobody, everybody's pretty much agreed we're going to do what Janeway says. And they all just look at him like he's a piece of shit. Like, you know, they're, they're not even acknowledging him. They're just it, sort it's of... It's almost... It's like they've put the blinkers on yeah, to the whole event. That the... They've chosen to turn a blind eye to it. And uh, even though yeah. they have forged friendships with him and everything, and uh, yeah, it's just so cold and awful. But um, before that, Kez, sorry, Tuvix goes to Kez and goes, "Will you talk to Janeway for me?" That backfires a little bit because he obviously thinks yeah. Kez is going to talk Janeway round, but instead she goes and starts crying and says, "I want Neelix back." No, I, I think, I think if Kez had gone to Janeway and said, "Yes, keep." You shouldn't uh, do this. Yeah, maybe too Vixie. That she wouldn't have. But I, I, I think that uh, Kez is the one who is ultimately to blame she sort of for which decision Janeway bit. made. Yeah, and yeah, obviously, as we say, you get all this stuff and on the bridge and everything. But um, I like that the doctor refuses to do it. Like yeah, yeah. He says I'm a physician. Yeah, the patient, and I can. I'm I'm a physician. I can't can't uh, commit harm to another to <laughs> to a living being, and he's refusing to treat this uh, this procedure. Yeah, and this is the other thing as well. Like Janeway makes this decision that she's going to kill him, but she doesn't give him like she doesn't say right. I'll give you twenty four hours to get your affairs in order and say your goodbyes. It's like no, you're coming yeah. with me now. And I'm going to kill you now? Like, what? It's crazy. Um, So, ultimately, Janeway does do it. We see that she has a little bit of a... You know, she looks guilty a little bit at the end. Um, I can sort of see where she's coming from, that I'm the captain, I'm taking it on my shoulders, I've got to do this. Or she thinks she's got to do it for the the greater crew and everything. Like... I I wish this episode was a few minutes longer. Yes, me because too. Because the episode ends with basically the Neelix and Tuvok beaming back in and Tuvix is gone. And all you get is uh, Tuvok goes captain and Neelix yeah. hugs Kess. And I'd have liked to have, he- to have heard, because if, ha- if Tuvix has really had their memories... Yeah. They must now have them have the memories of being two Yeah, weeks, so exactly. That's why we're going to say. I'd like to know. I'd like to know how they felt about Jay Wickle in two weeks. Yeah, exactly. Like, and I it's mean, never. It, it isn't ever explored again. It's never no, looked at ever like, again. It would be interesting, and it'd be really interesting if, like, for example, Neelix was like, oh, thank you so much. I'm so glad that I get to come back to Kez. But Tuvok was like, well, wait a minute, that wasn't the logical thing to do, you know. Yeah, That, that you... wasn't the logical thing to do, and it was wrong, and you committed murder. Yeah, exactly. You committed murder for me to live. That would have been really, yeah, really just interesting. To have... Yeah, could have... Even if they'd sort of looked at this again in, a, in another episode, yeah. I don't know how you, where you'd put it, but... But yeah, the the idea just to acknowledge that, that there should be a reaction from these two. Yeah, like the idea that one of the people she saved is now holding her to account for it would be really interesting. Yeah. And it, you know, if we did do longer form storytelling in Voyager, which we don't always do, uh, but you know, this could have there could have been a bit of a rift between Tuvok and Janeway potentially. Yeah. So yeah, it's it could have been yeah. I mean, it's a great episode as it yeah, is, but yeah, they they could have done some other interesting. There's, poten- there's potential that's been missed. Yeah. So before we wrap up this one, I thought it'd be interesting for us to discuss 
what do you think the other captains would have done if they'd have had the same dilemma? So, uh, Captain Kirk, what do you think Captain Kirk would have done? Kirk could have done the same as Jim, where he wouldn't have had all the uh, um and ahhing about it beforehand. <laughs> He'd have just gone, yeah, just do it, Doc. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it maybe depends who it is. Like if it were Kirk and uh, if it were McCoy and Spock, it'd have definitely done it. Separated them out. Yeah. If it was Sulu and Chekhov, maybe. I haven't got I haven't got that annoying Russian anymore. Putting yeah. these Russian quips uh, into everything. Yeah, so I maybe I don't. Think no, I I think I think Kirk could have uh, had, had them changed back. I think without batting right. an eyelid. I think Kirk. Yeah reacts more emotionally and I, I think he would have seen it as saving the two people. What about Picard? I, I've got a feeling Picard would have let two Vicks live. I think he would have done, yeah, I think I think he'd have seen both sides of the argument, but he'd have gone with the, the moral thing, which is not to yeah. kill a new life form. Cisco... Cisco's a hard one because you yeah. don't know which Cisco you're going to get, no, do you? No, exactly. I, like, I, I think if it had happened during the war and, the, like, let's say the two people who got merged together, if one of them had something or could do something that was vital to the war effort in the Dominion War, I think Cisco would have separated them. If it had been before yeah. the war, maybe not. I don't know. First, first couple of seasons, first couple of seasons, DS Nine, it might not have uh, changed them back. Yeah. Once we hit the Dominion War, it'd have changed them back. It'd have been, well, I need, I need two people instead of one person. Yeah, I can. It'd see have looked that. at a numbers. It, it, I think he'd have looked at a numbers game of two being better than one. Yeah. <coughs> I think Archer. It's a very similar answer. I think season one and two Archer wouldn't have separated them, but I think season three and four Archer would have done. Yeah. So I think once the Zindi stuff kicks in, it'd have been all right with it. So, yeah. Yeah, I'll go with that. I'm happy with that. Um, Right then, shall we move on to the next episode? A bit of a lighter one. Well, not necessarily. Yeah, um, Die Hard. Die Hard, Macrocosm. (laughs) There we go, and there's Janeway. Yeah. For anybody watching the video, Janeway with a, a vest on, all diehardied up, with one of the, <laughs> what are they called, the macro viruses? Yeah, the bacteria. Yeah. So macrocosm then. So starts with Janeway and Neelix. So it could have been Janeway and Tuvix if she hadn't had killed him. But no, it's, it's Janeway and Neelix. And they're doing indigo. I like this the name of this species, the Tac Tac. Just because yeah. it's a funny name, I, I'm up for that. Like I like how um, he's talking to Neelix, and it's all this strange movement as well when they say yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and Janeway goes to say something, and the Tac Tac just goes, make her be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where we start to get... I'd forgotten that this happened so late <coughs> in, the, in the run of the series that we start to get this idea Neelix could be the ambassador. And yeah, it's because she's really happy with how he's dealt with the tac tac and everything. So I thought that happened much much earlier that Neelix became an ambassador, but um, no, season three. So there we go. And when they get back, Voyager's not where it should be, and they get on board, and it's all weird and abandoned. And I think yeah, it it's hot as well. Yeah. The environmental controls aren't working properly. Yeah. So I think the production designer, or the, whoever was in charge of the look of this episode, does a really good job of making it look so different just by like changing the lighting and stuff. They managed to make yeah. it look a lot spookier. It's a bit like in um, DS9 where they go to Empoknor, and it's exactly the same set, yeah. but they just make it look... Set. They just light it differently. Yeah, or when they do the, the flashbacks to the occupation and we see DS9 when it was Teroknar. And so, yeah, I think they do a yeah. really good job of that and we get Janeway and Neelix wandering round and all this weird stuff. And then they're looking round for signs of life and everything. 
and they find the way to Edson Wildman's quarters and she's got a video running of Neelix and he's like Oh, he's oh. Morning Voyager. Yeah. <laughs> she, oh, she's one of my most loyal viewers. So Like, what's the crew of Voyager? 120 people? Well, yeah, yeah. you'd hope that most of them are have probably got nothing else to watch in the quarters that yeah. might all put it on once in a while. And the other thing is, they've obviously gotten rid of, like on Netflix now, if you watch more than three episodes, it says, Are you still watching? And you have to click, yeah. you have to click to say that you want another episode. So they've obviously got rid of that in the future. So it's like, You want to watch Neelix's show? You can watch it all the time. Non-stop. On repeat, it'll just go on a repeat loop. <laughs> oh, it must be on repeat. So how long have they been away at this point? They've been away for quite um, a while on this mission. and I I get the feeling that they've been away for about a week or so. Yeah, so she started watching. I know it, you know, it didn't happen straight away, but um, so this has been going quite a while, so I'm guessing it is on repeat. Uh, Neelix is there, like, oh, my subscriber. Well, it, well Neelix, Neelix says that. Um, when you put on his Good Morning Voyager show, yeah. until you turn it off, it just repeats itself there over and go. over continuously. So what? It's obviously hacked the system to make it do that. Yeah, you can't turn him off. It's just <laughs> awful. You have to put like a sheet <laughs> over it. Yeah. And put earplugs ear, uh, ear in so you can't hear it. Um, so then, yeah, they, they start to... Uh, piece a bit of it together so they find these a, a few fragments of non-human DNA on the transporter pad and at the same time we're getting the weird buzzing in the turbo lift and then it's it's kind of like in Ghostbusters like where he, Slimer gets him and he goes he slimed me because Neelix basically <laughs> gets slimed and then it's gone yeah it's I think it's quite. It's a funny episode. Yeah, think, like yeah, it gets me that Neelix just before this, she's got. It's sort of like, oh, I can handle the heat and. Yeah, yeah, but it, and I can handle it, big insects and. Well, I can't. Can I? So don't what I... gets me though? It's making this buzzing noise like an insect. Yeah, but it's not an insect. No, no. No, and and the buzzing of insects comes from the wings flapping together, and this thing has no wings. Like it's really weird how it flies. I don't understand how it flies yeah, I'm anyway. Not entirely sure. It reminds me of um, them things. Uh, that that Stephen King TV movie, The Langoliers, where they were just like flying meatballs <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, uh, that that were a weird one, The Langoliers. So uh, they detect life signs. And the, there's a nice little callback where um, Neelix mentions the fact that he's only got one lung. And I'm like, Yeah, yes. he corrects Janeway, doesn't she? Yeah, she yeah. says that um, you get, you're getting fluid on your lungs and he goes, lung. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. So nice little bit of continuity. And then this is, this is as far as Neelix makes it into this episode. So he gets taken and there's just loads of gunk left behind on it. Which means that this is where Janeway can go full on die hard. So she goes to engineering and then you just get this scene with her like tooling up like that bit out of Aliens where she's going down in lift to get Newt back off the queen. Uh, yeah, it's top comes off and the second top comes off so she's only got a vest and yeah. she's strapping ammo belts on yeah, and getting the, getting the phaser rifle. Yeah, the phaser rifle, you need the full on... Yeah, so that's cool. You know, the good thing is we're not dressing it up, or all. We're just like, yeah, we're doing Die Hard this week. And yeah. We're going for it. Like they did in TNG with, um, oh, what the episode called? Oh, we looked at it, didn't we? I know which, with, I know which you mean, where the they're having the um, barium sweep. Or... Yeah, that's the one, and that's just Die Hard. Uh, that's going to annoy me now. I can't think of that episode name, but anyway, we'll get there. Uh, so, yeah, I love that it's just full on. Let's go for it. And there's some cool camera angles and stuff. Like, we, you know, we've talked about the buzzing things and we're not quite sure how all that works. But you get, like, a point of view shot of the thing flying around and looking at Janeway. Yeah. And you, what that gives us is, like, some cool... Um, 
angles of the ship that we don't normally see. Like, you know, usually... Yeah, because they're shooting from funny angles, aren't they? Yeah, and so you get to see the sets and stuff. And I I imagine people who are... Like you are with your your models of the ships. I bet anybody who's really into the interior design would love this. Like, you get all these different angles. And it's stuff like... Because obviously, you know, not to burst anybody's bubble, but, you know, Voyager's not a real starship. It's a TV set. So there's always angles that you don't see because that's where the camera... You should have put spoilers up before you said that. I should have done, I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) There's always angles you don't see because that's where the camera is. So when we get yeah. angles like this, where it's flying about, we're getting to see bits that we don't usually see because that's where we're usually filming it from. So I love stuff like that. Um, then she finds the crew and they're all in the mess hall and everything. And Chakotay's got this whacking great big, I don't know, like a big goiter on himself that's got yeah. pus and all sorts coming out of it. And... She manages to take out one of the bugs, though. So, we, we, well, I'm going to call them bugs. I know they're not bugs. Yeah, th- well, I suppose you can call them bugs because they're bacteria, aren't they? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah, I'm using Or viruses. Yeah. So you can call it a bug. There we go. We'll stick with that. She gets to the doctor it, and he we- tells her it's a macro virus. And it, it's, it's changed from a micro virus to a macro virus. And... This is where I think the episode loses a bit of momentum. Like, we get these extended flashbacks, don't we? Like, she goes to see yeah, the Doctor. Yeah, we get the... Well, the Doctor starts by talking about his away mission. Now, that bit's pretty cool. Like, I love how he's telling them everything when he's walking round. Yeah. And she goes, like, you don't need to do that, you know, it's fine. You don't have to tell us every single thing that you're seeing. You- yeah, you don't have to tell us what type of rock the cave is. Yeah, but I like how excited he is to be on his mission, so that's cool. But, I mean, just the fact that we get a flashback, I don't, I don't really think we needed it. Like, I'd have been happy with just full-on, a full episode of Die Hard, and it, it just feels a little bit like a bit of padding, really, because we don't really need to see all this. We know that... <laughs> The virus gets out. It, it's and... fill, it's filling it's filling the episode up because yeah. let's let's be honest. There's not actually a lot to the episode, is there? No, there's not at all. I'm surprised we've managed to talk about it as long as we have, to be honest. But um, <laughs> but yeah, it does. It feels like padding, though. Like I don't think the mystery yeah. of what happened is good enough that we need two big extended flashback sequences to pad it out. Yeah, like. <clears throat> He, this we find out now why it's become a macro virus, yeah. uh, and it's because the the viruses reacted with the growth hormones yeah. of the species that it's I love attacking. The, I love how excited the doctor is that he's discovered a new life form. Like, ah, oh, yeah, this yeah. is something <laughs> totally new, brilliant. And it's a shame he hasn't got a name, so it can't be named after him. Yeah, yeah, the doctor goiter. Bug or something, but yeah. So <laughs> why why do they have to beam the doctor? I suppose they've got to beam his mobile emitter up, haven't they? Yeah, so, it's beaming it because he's that when he leaves sick bay, he downloads into the mobile emitter. Right, so it's not really the hollow body that they're beaming; it's the mobile emitter. Really, is what they're beaming yeah. up. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm good yeah. with that. Um. The virus gets into the transporter buffer because the doctor didn't purge it fast enough. So that that seems a bit of a, a crap security, you know, screening yeah, system, like, really. The biofilters are meant to be automatic. You're not meant to have to purge it yeah, yourself. You've got to do that after every yeah. time. Like, that, yeah, yeah. not not totally Yeah, I, I think that. that it's just a, for the plot. I, yeah. I think you'd be hard-pressed to find another instance where... Where they've done After that. the beaming yeah. up, you see whoever beams up go purging the, the emitters. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, we don't... We usually just screen it out and we don't have to worry about it. But, you know, they could have come up... Rather than having this thing of, I've got to purge it, we could have come up with some technobabble and gone, 
Oh, uh, there were some alpha alpha trions in the ring of the planet and that you know you know what I mean like we didn't need this thing well, at, let's empty the well you you just have to have it that it had already grown uh, to a big enough size that the uh, transporter yeah, didn't like... recognise it as a virus yeah there you go so the biofilter didn't didn't screen it out yeah there we are and we liked getting Neelix slimed so much that we, we do it to Belana now as well in the flashback. So we get another... Yeah, like, like there's there's things obviously going wrong with the ship at this point because she's been called to Galloway. For some reason, reason Tommy's the cook while Neelix is away. Of course, yeah. And I've managed to do this to a, a pot roast. The pot roast, for all everyone outside of America, it's just a roast... A piece of roast meat. Yeah, <laughs> it's not in a pot, so it's yeah. Yeah, I could manage a pot roast, but yeah. yeah. So yeah, Bilana gets gunked, and back in the present, yeah, the virus is the virus is attacking the bio gel packs of yeah, Voyager. Yeah, I quite like though. that. I like it when they do something with the gel packs because they made a big thing of it in the early days. Like we've got this bio neural circuitry and. So I like it when they acknowledge it and they do something with it. So I'm happy with yeah. it. I mean, they don't do a lot with it, if we're being honest, but I'm, I'm happy To be with fair, it. I think it should be the sort of system that you shouldn't have to do a lot with it. It should be quite reliable. If it, if it, if if something was going wrong with it on a almost weekly basis, it'd be, True. well, that was stupid technology. To <laughs> yeah, fit. you're right, you're right. It's almost as bad as a transporter. <laughs> yeah, the transporter. We've got to purge the gel packs every time we do anything with them. Yeah. Um, so in the present, Janeway's going to let the doctor run the tests on her and we go back to another flashback with the virus is spreading everywhere but they managed to keep it to deck two um, for the time being anyway. Belana's got the goiter things on her that are pulsating and everything. And then we get the macro flies. So, yeah. Yeah, that are coming out of these, coming out of them. Yeah, it's all quite icky. I quite like how icky it all is. And a big one gets out in sick bay. And you get this thing of the doctors sort of fighting it. And early CGI, the eye line's not quite yeah, right. The, they obviously didn't the, know what he was going to be CGI- at. The CGI of these hasn't stood up to the test of time no, at all. No, I mean, it wasn't great at the time, but, yeah, see... No. I mean, we've said this no end of times, like, CGI age is so much worse than practical effects, particularly early well, CGI. Well, this was, this was bad at the time. It was, like, I remember seeing this for the first yeah. time and thinking, that looks crap. Yeah. So it was never going to stand the test of time. No, it's like, um, and much as I love Babylon 5, but the effects in it, you know, the CGI was really, really bad. But, yeah, was, I get... Yeah. I get why they did it. It was because they wanted to... They wanted the the dynamics of the movement that you couldn't get from models, but... Yeah. The drawback to it is that it... Yeah, it just looked... Just, it'd have been all right if it had been an animated CG thing. And same with these. These look all right if everything else was CG, but they're not. They're in the real world, so... Yeah. Anyway... Never mind. So, um, loads of them escape from the mess hall. The doctor can't get to the crew to administer the cure. And in the yeah, they're attacking, the doc- the attacking the doctor out there. They can sense his um, infrared coming off his hollow emitter. Yeah. Or off his hologram. And that's what, that's what they're attracted to. Yeah, why didn't he just make himself... So they go through him until he gets to someone, and I suppose he's got to take the high. Because they were actually they were actually hitting his hollow emitter, so he was in danger of actually being yeah, wiped out. You're right, and he'd, he'd need to carry the the hyper spray, wouldn't he? So anyway, yeah. Uh, so him and Janeway in the present are going to set off to do it all. The tac tac turn up, and they they're going to purify the virus. So they're having none of it. <laughs> they're like right. Anybody who gets it, we just vaporise them because... Yeah, we, we've, we've been to Colony where you found it in the first place and yeah, we we've killed all them. We didn't we, like we've destroyed that. The, that, col- <laughs> that mining colony. 
They're yeah. purified. Yeah, the You're next. The tac tac are just crazy. <laughs> they could have become like Star Trek's biggest villain. Uh, but Janeway manages to to talk them round, so that's good. Uh, they do quite a good trick with, we'll have this holodeck program and we'll trick the virus into thinking that they're real people and that'll yeah, basically well, contain if they, it if they, if they're attracted to infrared, yeah. but sh- surely with all the stuff on board, they could have just put it made any anywhere infrared. You'd have thought infrared so. Infrared lighting. They want to have the sexy beach people on the, the holodeck, so... Yeah. There you go. So it's going to be on the holodeck. Janeway's got an antigen bomb, which is, you know, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, she has to get to environmental controls to put it in. Yeah. So it'll hit all the ship. And one of them jumps her and she takes it out with a knife. She's going full on. (laughs) Like, good on her, you know. This is what I mean. Like, if you're going to do Die Hard, just do it. Just do it. Commit to it. (laughs) And they are doing. And she manages to blow them all up. The tack tack are happy about it. And then you get this bizarre scene at the end where Chakotay's like, oh, few of us are off skiing in the holodeck. I want to see that show. Like Chakotay there skiing yeah, on. That'd be brilliant. What, what got me is that he's in her ready room. He's gone to ask her if she wants to come, which is fair enough. Do you want to come, come with us? But why the hell is she listening to elevator music? I, I thought that, yeah. It's, and it is, it's elevator music she's got on, yeah, and it's, it's like, like, what the hell are you listening to, woman? Listening to? And is this meant to be her relaxing? Because she's like, oh, I've had way too much excitement, you know. Yeah. And, oh, sorry, this has just popped into my head. I think, I feel like this is a public service announcement for anyone. Obviously, you know, we've been in lockdown for a while. Um... So I was flicking through, like, the uh, ITV player, which is, again, for anyone not from the UK, one of our terrestrial channels is ITV, and they have a catch-up service. This programme comes up, right, it's just because we've been on about Dyad. There is a reality TV show, Dolph Lundgren, he has taken over this building, and he has a bunch of people who he sets action film tasks so, like, it's kind of like Crystal Maze. So they come in and he goes, right, on this first floor, one of you's going to be strapped to a turntable that's going to spin round. And um, the snipers are going to shoot at him. And the other one's got to dive in the way and take the bullet for him. And, <laughs> like, if he gets hit too, too many times... You need to be telling Don about this. I know, honestly, this is a programme... And then it's like... Yeah, but Don would go <laughs> mad for this. Don loves Starf London. I do, he does, yeah. He, got his he paid 100 quid for his autograph. <laughs> it is. We should get that video and put it on the Retrek page, even though it's now to do with Retrek. But anyway, um, so if you lose on this Dolph Lundgren game, it chucks you out of the skyscraper and it, <laughs> it shows him like, off you go. Anyway, I can't, can't remember what it's called, but Dolph Lundgren reality show. All the talk of Dyad reminded me, sorry. So yeah, Janeway's listening to the the relaxing music. Don't want to go ski. Elevator music. Elevator music. But I really want to see yeah. Chakotay out in his skiing gear. He's probably got a saying about <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, you know, only the boulder can roll downhill with the skis. Uh, yeah, he'd, like, he'd have some at one. Yeah, definitely. Give me something mad. <laughs> So yeah, so that's macrocosm. Uh, good fun, good fun episode. A good fun episode. Watch it, light entertainment in it. It's one of those. Yeah. I just want something easy to watch. It's not. It's not going to tax tax you intellectually to watch this no, one. I think. Uh, we... Ignore the CGI. It is what it is. Yeah, but it's good fun. And we needed a, a contrast after two two Vicks because that's a pretty heavy episode. So yeah. Next time, then we're gonna be we're gonna look at Q in Voyager, aren't we? We're gonna do the first two Q episodes. Uh... Yeah, well, because we now think that John DeLacy's gonna be coming yeah. back in um, Picard. It, it's a good time, isn't it? Because we know we've got Janeway coming back, so showing yeah. the Voyager Q, doing the Voyager Q episodes. Yeah, we've done all the ties in episodes, nicely. So yeah, we need yeah. to do the Voyager. 
Uh, so we'll be back next week then with Death Wish and Q in the Grey, I think, with the second one. Yeah, Q in the Grey. Yeah, Q in the grey. That's gonna be a f- conversation, um, but yeah, we'll 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 cross that bridge when we come to it with its civil war reenactments and everything. Uh, in the meantime, I enjoy Q in the grey. I might do this time. I've watched it in a few years. We'll see. Uh, so yeah, you can get in touch with us. We're on Twitter at retrekpod. You can email us retrekpod at gmail.com or find us on the Facebook group. Search for retrek. Uh, this video along with the others that we've done will be available on our YouTube page which is in the show notes on the podcast Um, and Elliot's also got Retrek Modeling Studios if you're interested in building Star Trek models lighting them and all the other fancy stuff that you're doing with them some excellent stuff on there so (laughs) thanks for trekking with us this time and we will see you next time on the Retrek thank you, bye bye